Welcome to a special interview episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Tamanini, and I am joined by the incomparable, the one and only, the insightful, the enigmatic Grace Aki. Grace, how are you? Oh my gosh, I thought you were introducing the guest that's going to talk, because no, I, I was no, like, no. surely that's not about me. No, it is about <laughs> It feels you. so special. <laughs> I did not do the interview, so I will let yeah. you tell the folks, if they haven't looked at the title of this episode yet, um, who you got to talk to. Okay, here's the deal, everybody, because uh, strap in. Here's the deal. I am a professional adult woman, but I am also a child and a fan. And this is what you are what you are about to hear. I feel like might be a little embarrassing for me because I was so eagerly excited to have this conversation with the one and only Judy Kuhn, who I have grown up singing along with. I tell her exactly why you're going to hear it in a second but I tell her exactly why I got emotional at at hearing her voice live in studio because again I got I was so fortunate to work on the Assassin's album with Broadway Records and hearing her do that you and I got to sit what a foot away from her at (laughs) Classic Stage Company Um, but I've 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 met her slash run into her a number of times throughout the years because of you know industry and whatnot but this was just a special moment and she was so kind to take out some time in the middle of a very busy schedule to sit down and talk with us and um, I can't wait for you all to hear it so um, I guess uh, without further ado is, is that how I do this, this is such a formal That's thing see I'm so excited about this damn interview with Judy Kuhn Judy Kuhn, welcome to Broadway Radio. It's really, really lovely to have you. I know you have a million things, as you just said, when it rains, it pours. <laughs> so well, thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really exciting because this week in particular, we got to see you all on stage with the cast of Classic Stage Company's Assassins all together. Yes. Um, and the way John Doyle kept saying the final time, like it was like a farewell tour. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, well, you it was never really want it to be the final time but you know there's got to be a final time at some point yeah <laughs> and but what was lovely I guess was that like you know John Weidman was there there were so many people that made mm-hmm. that show happen um I mean he created it so I mean he made it happen right. um but you know getting to see you all together and I guess get to have a closing night you didn't really get to have that when you were at classic stage we which did is- not it was so sad. I know it's, it's, you know, <laughs> it's always sad to close a show, but worse is when you go home one night and then you're told we're, you're not coming back, you know, and you don't, you don't, didn't realize that your last show was actually your last show. So it, that was, you know, that's happening to so many people in the theater right now um, with, with COVID. So you know, I guess in some ways we were lucky that happened as late in the run as it did. That so. makes sense too, though, because, you know, we thought we had kind of gotten past it. Like, that's why you all were able to return. Right. And then there at the end, it was like, uh, no, that's not it. Um, so I've I've had a lot of friends that have had to not fully close a show, but have taken a hiatus and then come back. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same when you're doing a show at Classic Stage. You're like, no, guys, like, we all have stuff. I know people were filming. People were, like, starting new shows. Um, and, like, it, it's just what was great was that the recording actually happened because that was yes. a whole endeavor in and of itself. So Yes. Yes, it had to be a little bit postponed because of all the positive COVID cases. 
Um, and I was terrified that it was, I, I was patient zero in the company. Oh, no. So I had a lot of guilt about having brought it into the theater. And um, so I was terrified, especially if we never got to do our cast album. So it was such a great relief when we got to do that. And, um, and of course, we were all able to come back together last week. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was really, really this special. Week, I guess it was only no, it was a few this days week. ago. It already feels like a long time ago. <laughs> because, I mean, I kept looking at the calendar. I was like, is it Tuesday or is it Saturday of next week? No, it's Thursday. Um, you know, getting to be in the Sondheim Theater, you told this really, really lovely story that I wanted to bring up of, of the close or the opening night of, of yes. him coming over to your house. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to relive that because I think it's such a special um, moment that other people might not know? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we were so privileged in that um, he was able to come to our opening. It was turned out to be the last opening of one of his shows that he was able to, to attend. Yeah. Um, we, he, he had injured his ankle, I think, at some point when we were in rehearsal. And so he was a little hobbled and he didn't get to do what he loves to do, which is come to the dress rehearsal and come to several previews and get in there, give notes, you know, just be a part of the, of the production. But he was determined to come to our opening, which we had heard and we were hoping that would happen. And because the the theater couldn't throw an opening night party, they were prohibited from doing that. Um, I offered to host at my house, loft a gathering of just the cast and the creative team knowing we had to keep it to the fewest number of people possible and I asked John Weidman I said do you think Steve would like to come and he said well he certainly would like to be invited and you know if he can't make it he can't make it so I wrote him an email saying I'm hosting this gathering and it would be great if you could come understand if you can't and he wrote back immediately that he would be thrilled to come. And could he bring his husband, Jeff? And I was like, absolutely. Oh, my God. And so there he was. And he, you know, he, he sat on the couch and he, um, you know, held court and drank wine and just seemed to be so happy and in his element. And, of course, it turned out to be the last time any of us saw him because he yeah. died about 10 days later. It's so... It will be a very treasured memory that night. I'm sure. But also the fact that you were, you know, like hesitant, like he might not be able to, you know, I'm so glad that you have that beautiful memory of him in your home because Mm -hmm. if you hadn't written him, you know, uh, you know, you might not have seen him again, but um, you certainly carry on the legacy. I think of that role so well. I mean, you've done all of these, in my opinion, like beautiful, poignant, you've gotten to carry that mantle for so many roles. (laughs) And you shooting at a KFC bucket is something that I will remember forever. <laughs> like It was great to not be responsible to make people cry, but instead to make them laugh. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, and it yeah. was super fun for me. Really fun for me. I um in, in preparing for this moment, um, I was reaching for, I have a wall of mugs. I have a whole wall of mugs. And then I was like, oh, I haven't used this one in a while. And then here I am like literally using my fun home mug. Oh, and nice. I was thinking like, oh my gosh, this, you know, this person makes me cry instantaneously when I hear them. <laughs> um, 
because I was, I don't know if you remember, but wouldn't, and because our listeners know that I work with Broadway radio or Broadway records. And um, when we were in the recording booth, you were singing your portion of gun song mm-hmm. and your voice invoked like this very like deep memory in, in, in my head. And I had to leave the room. It's very funny. Your part of the song is very funny. Um, you know, shoot, I shot it is not like, you know, the thing that like, oh, that reminds me of my father, you know, or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I had to leave the room and I started like tearing up and somebody was like, are you okay? And I said, I just never thought I'd hear Judy like sing in front of me. And that reminds me of my mother. <laughs> and um, that's just a strange Aww. thing to have happened. But um, no, it was just really, really magical that all of you were together in the same place and, and yes. getting to, because Sometimes when you're at a cast recording, everybody's in the middle of already doing the show. Like everybody's right. like, I'm in on a Monday. I'm tired. Let's just get in and get out. Right. But for you all, you were like, hey, I haven't seen you in a minute because we closed right. early. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was really fun to get back to get in the studio and record that. It was also fun because, <clears throat> you know, it was just great to hear everybody. Because on the stage, we didn't always hear everybody because half the band were actor musicians who were on stage with us that you tended to hear whatever instrument you were standing next to. And to hear all those players together as one, it was just, they're all so amazingly talented. It was just fantastic. Yeah. For us, all of, all us. of the, the players that, you know, like Wit, Katrina, like all of them mm-hmm. play and they're on stage the whole time. And so, and even what they even, do, what they do is insane yeah. how good they are. They're such great musicians. They're all really good actors. They're all incredible singers. Uh, and And then they add to that in the show, they were, you know, dancing while playing and singing. <laughs> I just, I was so beyond anything I could imagine myself doing. No, which is like, you know, what we kind of expect from a John Doyle production sometimes is like everyone, you know, carrying on the mantle of like a hundred different roles or, or, you know, instruments. And and I had never seen my friend Ethan play like that. I had never seen him carry a role and play and all these other things. And I'm like, oh, you could like, like do that. It was so yeah, exciting. No, he, he's he's just so gifted, Ethan, and the yeah. one just such a wonderful person too. I don't know that he'd ever done anything like that. Not at all. And it was it was so very brave and adventurous for him to take it on, and then he was just brilliant at it. Yeah, it was really brilliant. We were recording this show two years ago, uh, more than two years ago. And he was preparing to be in the room with you. And he was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I have it literally recorded where he's like, I'm singing with like Judy Kuhn and like Will Swinson. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm like, <laughs> you deserve to be there. Like, oh my God, absolutely. He he worked so hard in that show. I, because I, we, you know, for most of us, it was for the, most of the assassins, it was just, We'd go on, we'd do our little thing, and we'd come off, and we'd hang yeah. out backstage. And there was one moment when Ethan had time to come backstage to, to have a drink of water or go to the bathroom or something, and he'd walk in the dressing room to grab his water bottle, and we'd all go, what are you doing back here? <laughs> How dare you? Get back. <laughs> this 
this is where we Tony noms come. And then he's like, well, I'm also one. Um, he was, you know, describing the, the backstage life of being in the same room as like Steve Pasquale. And he's like, I just, this is insane. And I'm like, yeah, you deserve a seat at this table. Like when we saw the cast list come out, I mean, he and Tavi were like some of the youngest people of like, these are, this is, this is the group. And it was just so exciting. And all of us held on to those tickets for two years. Yes. And then it finally got to happen. <laughs> I can't imagine how it felt to be back in a rehearsal for a show that you thought you were going to open pre-pandemic. I, I really can't fathom it because the ending surely changed in the show. I don't know what the beginning was, but... Well, I think everything changed. I yeah. mean, <clears throat> the world changed in that time. Our country changed in that time. Yeah. Um, and it had a whole new resonance. Uh, resonance. I mean, I think that... Um, it was actually probably turned out to be a better show. Yeah. You know, than if we had done it before. Um, I think it felt so vital to all of us. And I think the audience had a different sort of relationship to it than they would have before the pandemic if, or if the pandemic had never happened and January 6th had never happened. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, we we started all over again when we came back. We we had our full rehearsal period. It, we we pretended that those two weeks had never happened, though we had at least a head start on this on the very difficult score. So that was <laughs> that was an advantage. But um, yeah, we started all over and really thought, you know, John changed his concept. I think quite a bit in that time. Oh wow! Um, and just felt. I also think everyone was so grateful to be there that we'd made it through and that everyone came back and everyone it there was just a different sort of energy in the room it felt it just didn't feel like just another show or just a job you know it felt like a mission almost yeah it was funny like you know getting to see it and it's you know on the front row like final form whatever post-pandemic I was thinking Gosh, I can't imagine this before. I can't imagine how it would affect me before. Um, after everything that has happened, everything you just mentioned, and then hearing something just broke, I was like, yeah, no, something did just break. Like, it's mm-hmm. literally so poignant. Um, so, yeah, no, 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 I agree with you. It's it's so wild to think that a horrible situation really changed the outcome of how that artist perceived. But I'm also so thankful that we all kind of had that to mm-hmm. feel a little less crazy. Because I think we all felt a little crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, I feel so grateful to have. I mean, listen, I felt grateful to know that I had a job when the when things opened up again. Because yeah, you know, it's not easy out there. Um, but to yeah. have a job that was not only in a room with such incredible artists, but um, a piece that felt so vital and important and meaningful. Yeah, it's it means so much, but I also love that you could really have fun. Like all of your scenes, we even got to see them on Sunday, which I love. I was like, oh, please do the scenes because I want to see the scenes. Um, there, yeah, well, so- John Wright, John Weidman's writing, it, it it's brilliant. It's yeah. brilliant. It's it's not. I mean, I guess it is more common than we would think. But personally, like when I find men that can write women in in such a way that isn't like 
dumbing it down or, you know, like it's an accurate portrayal of like just two women creating a friendship (laughs) in a very unlikely circumstance. Um, It's fun to watch. It's really fun to watch. Um, No, it was, it was so fun to play those scenes with Tavi too. We really, we, the way it evolved was really great. I mean, we really figured out where all, where the friendship happened and how it deepened and how it became this sort of domestic relationship where we're, you know, we begin quarreling in the way domestic partners would quarrel about, you know, did you pick up the milk? Of course I picked up the milk. You You asked me, I, (laughs) it was that kind of dynamic. It, it, It was just so, we had such a good time together. But it looked like it. And that's the thing is like when you have a great time and then it's it's perceived by the audience as like, oh, they're having fun. Like, I want to watch like 20 more minutes of that because they're having a time. That's when you're like, okay, we we succeeded because that's <laughs> the bit. Um, it's not just a bunch of dudes carrying guns on stage being like, hey, I look at this thing in my hand. It's like, well, right. Um, so yeah, no, no, it was it was wonderful. But I love that we get to relive it whenever we want because we can listen to the album. I, I in a in a perfect Unfortunately, world, we don't have the scenes on the album. Though. That's that's exactly what I was about to mention. Oh. You know, I think in a perfect world later or something or somebody just phones it in. I don't know. We release a vinyl album has scenes. I don't know. But um, I agree with you. I think that we have to relive the scenes in our brain, but we get to hear the music all the time, which is really yes. special. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me on Broadway Radio. I appreciate it so much. Oh, Judy. Thank like, you for having me. You're just it, it's very, very special and such an honor. So thank you so much.